0: I am clean and sober, a Latina, submissive, feminine woman. These are labels that describe who I am. But I've also been called untalented, fat, and a junkie in my past. So, Jay, what are labels and why are people obsessed with them? Good question.
1: Labels are a language tool. And I think of them as the guns of language because they have a lot of power. they can be used to help people or hurt people and people are obsessed with them because labels reduce our need to think and pretty much everyone is obsessed with reducing the need to think
0: right okay it's true
1: it's true they don't want to think deeply or understand things they want everything instant instant gratification instant understanding Uh, If they see something on TikTok, they want to get it in an instant. They want to see our video start, and in the first three seconds, they get it. Uh, When they see a political figure, they want to understand their message in three seconds or less. People are obsessed with reducing the need for thinking.
0: Okay, but aren't labels necessary so we can describe ourselves and, and other people? Like, otherwise, how would you know who I'm talking about if I have three friends named Maria, but one's a dancer, uh, one's fat, and one's short? Aren't labels helpful?
1: Yeah. Like I said, they're they're tools. They can be helpful or they can hurt people, but they're also shortcuts to remove a need for thinking. As soon as you call Maria a dancer, everyone can make a ton of assumptions about her. Everyone can have a mental picture of her. Mm-hmm. No thinking needs to be done. You can say dancer and everyone gets it. Mm-hmm. But what if Maria isn't that kind of dancer? What if she's her own unique special flower? What if she has a new way? What if to Maria being a dancer is something else entirely? Maybe she's a light dancer or a spirit dancer or some other thing. And so then you call her a dancer and everyone makes these snap judgments and has these thinking shortcuts Mm -hmm. from the label. And now they don't have a clue about Maria. Not really. And in fact, they have a totally wrong understanding of Maria. And so you would have been better off not calling Maria that label.
0: Right. Right. So it depends. The label can be helpful or harmful. So like, from what I understand what you're saying, then labels are assuming things about people. So like I'm queer and people assume that means I'm in a lesbian relationship. And so then they meet you or find out about you. And they're like, wait a minute, I thought you were queer. And they, tend to assume this of me.
1: Yeah, because you have one idea or one understanding of the label queer and others have a different understanding of the label queer and they're going to use it in their mental shortcut way and you're going to use it in your mental shortcut way and then there'll be a miscommunication and it'll all get out of control.
0: Okay, I got you. Can you explain why this is like, these are just labels, these are just words, like... Can can they really make that big of an impact? Can they really harm somebody seriously by using a label for somebody? Well, you tell me. You're a mom. Mm-hmm.
1: If you go and label your kids as, I don't know, brats or write-offs or um, clueless or dullards or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you think that's going to have an impact? You think those words matter? You think those are just words?
0: No, those have negative impact on
1: on them. Negative impact or totally derail the child's life for twenty well, years.
0: Okay. Yes, this is this is what I meant. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing to to tell your kids these things and say them, or even in front of them to other people about your kids.
1: Yeah. You ever seen a a movie where a teacher is teaching a problem class and the old teachers were saying negative things about them, didn't believe in them, mm-hmm. and then you see the new teacher come in and They put on positive labels and see the best in them and the kids turn around. Yeah. It's just a story, but it's not just a story. Like we see it and we're like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, probably don't throw around labels like that.
0: Okay. So I get it. Your example for kids this is, this is not a good thing. It's not negative. But what about those people out there who love labels? They just surround themselves with it. Um, and I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, just thinking of what I see on TikTok, you know, uh, non binary, uh, fat activist, body positive, <clears throat> transgender, um, conservative, liberal, conservative, liberal, like, uh, Christians, like, these, these are labels that people embrace and they feel really good about and they love throwing it in other people's face. And I don't mean like in a negative way. They just like to like throw it out there. Now all the social media platforms have a space for pronouns like uh, she, him, they, whatever. And, and people use this as a label. So is, is this the same as like what you were saying about your kids? Don't label your kids. Don't let them hear you say these things. How is that? like a bad thing or a negative thing?
1: Well, I never said labels were negative.
0: Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. This is important.
1: I said twice already, they can help or they can harm. Sure, you're right,
0: you're right. I, I I said that in reference to what we were talking about, the kids. So, sorry, my bad.
1: All good. I just want to make it clear for the audience that the whole point I'm getting across here is that labels are tools and they can be used to help or harm they can use to uplift or bring people down they can be used to create or destroy okay and so sometimes labels are really good for self-identity for defining who we are and for proclaiming who we are to the world and broadcasting that loudly and proudly but even then it, it can become a trap lots of people start out saying i'm this i'm that right i'm a christian mm-hmm. and then after five years of proclaiming that They can't grow spiritually anymore. They're closed to new ideas. They become very dogmatic. They're like, they just cling to this label, this identity. And if something comes across to contradict their views or open up a new tack, or if anyone wants to contribute or discuss Christianity in general, it becomes very difficult to talk to someone who's been clinging to that label for so long. Yes. Instead, if they didn't have the label and they were just like, I'm a spiritually curious person, and I'm open-minded to all of the world's beliefs and religions, and I'm interested to see what they think, and I do not judge them, and I do not become dogmatic about any of them, and although I have leaned heavily towards Christianity for a long time, I don't identify with that too strongly, things go a little smoother. Like This kind of labeling is gentler and easier and less rigid and less imprisoning, and it keeps the person more open and aware of the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, because if, if I'm talking to someone and they tell me I'm a Christian, I'm probably going to skirt around this uh, topic because just labeling themselves, to me, to me, this is only, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, I already have this, like you said, the assumption of what this entails. Someone who's rigid, who's not going to be open to any other, spiritual discussion who's not going to be open to my views on religion even though I've studied it extensively whereas if someone said I'm spiritual or spiritually enlightened and I'm open or whatever (laughs) non-labely words they use I'm going to be more open to have this conversation have a conversation about spirituality my views um my studies the the religions I've studied and um, and and my fascination with it. So you know, even just t- talking about that, I can feel the difference in myself and how open I would be with somebody like this versus somebody who's super attached to the label of, of Christian.
1: Right. But you also see your own mental shortcuts causing a problem here. Yes. Yes. Because just like the dancer, Christian might mean something different to someone else. Yeah. There. I am are- aware. There are many open-minded Christians who label themselves as Christian and who would have a discussion with you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a Kanye West life coach, Tim Story. I believe he's Christian and he would, I'm sure he would be open to discussing this. He doesn't seem that narrow-minded. He seems more Mm open-minded. The point is labels can either help or hurt. And sometimes when we self-identify and define ourselves with a certain label, it's good at first. But it's not good for our whole life, and we we can become too attached to that label and cling too much to that label, and now it has become unhealthy and harmful. This happens all the time.
0: Yeah, it happened to me. Yeah, with uh being clean and sober, when we met, and I was we went by recovering drug addict, and I was clean for like what twelve years at that point. And you were like, oh, well, how how long are you going to be in recovery for? And it was like a light bulb moment for me. It's like, oh shit, yeah, like I'm not in recovery anymore. No way I would touch uh, dope ever again. And like, there's a lot of people who would disagree with me on that, but this, this is that was a great example of how I was holding on to this label of I'm in recovery for 12 years. Now I'm here, I'm 16 years, and I use either former or clean and sober. This, this is makes it kind of, more a positive spin for me
1: yeah and it gets worse than that some people identify and cling to the label of i'm poor yes. i'm fat i'm unhealthy i'm a procrastinator i never finish things i'm uncommitted yes yeah i'm bad at relationships i'm this i'm that i mm-hmm. am is a very powerful thing has always been a very powerful thing yes and people throw it around like nothing and then they wonder What happened in their life? Like, why is my life so shit? It's like, have you noticed how you use labels? It ain't helping you. You could identify as on the come up. You could identify as getting a handle on things. You could identify Mm -hmm. as figuring it out. Yeah. You could label yourself as someone productive. You could label yourself as efficient or talented or impactful or high value.
0: Yeah. So why do you think people want to lean more towards these, uh, negative labels? So I, I, I meet a lot of people on a daily, I talk to a lot of people and I notice that a lot of people, and, and this is not a judgment, but a lot of people like to cling to these negative, uh, labels. Like, uh, I have ADHD, I, uh, have depression and anxiety. Uh, like it's, it's usually some health, sort of thing but even the ones you just mentioned like uh I'm bad at time management I don't focus I'm distracted I'm like and they like really super embrace these negative labels so why are people doing this why, why do they want to hold on to those negative labels that that drag them down instead of switching into the positive ones like you just you use as an example
1: <laughs> again You tell me, when you were a kid and you labeled yourself as sick, what did you get out of it? Attention. Did you have to go to school or did you get a day off?
0: I got a day off. Right. Uh, Yeah.
1: Were you allowed to play video games and get weighted on hand and
0: foot? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Allowed to watch TV? Yeah. So you just stayed home instead of doing the bullshit school you didn't want to go to and you got what you wanted? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: What if... Your family was going on some trip or vacation, and you didn't want to go. Could you say, "Oh, I, ha- I have detention at school, or I have to do a project, or I'm burdened, I'm super busy, I have no, I have way too much homework, I'm just, I just can't take care of it all. I need the time."
0: Oh yeah. If if I used any of those excuses, then then it would happen. Like then you don't have to go. No, I don't have to go. Right. Schools first.
1: So, as a child, what
0: were you trained to believe? um that using those negative labels got me the things i wanted right yeah exactly all right fair enough and this happens over and over
1: and every kid pretty much in our society is trained to know that if they lie and and claim some shitty label for themselves they become a victim who deserves pity extra care extra attention and nurturing and so what we, we end up with is a whole bunch of adults running around with this deep-seated belief that they don't even think about, which is if I blurt out a victim label, I will get pity and extra love and extra attention from the world. I'll get what I want. And so people start doing it in relationships, and eventually their partner gets sick of it. Stop playing the victim. I'm out. No. And they're like, what happened? I thought, this, isn't this always the way to get what I want?
0: Right.
1: And then they start blaming the other person because they're so used to getting what they want. If someone doesn't go along with the game, they're like, you're bad. When I play the victim, you're supposed to do what I want.
0: Right. You're supposed to save me.
1: Yeah. And so our society is flooded with people owning victimhood labels. And they lean towards negative labels because it looks like a shortcut to getting what they want. It looks like a great way to get what they want, but it's a trap. You should never claim those negative labels. You're better than that. You're not irresponsible or a procrastinator who can't succeed and is poor. It's bullshit. Right. The truth is you're a free willed being with a ton of power. And at any time you can change any of those things. You're choosing to cling to those labels and you keep repeating them and reciting them in order to get what you want. But it is a trap. Don't do it. If you do it, you better change. I'm telling you right now.
0: Okay, so... Those people who use those negative labels for attention without realizing it. Because I, I don't think, I think a lot of people don't even realize they're doing it. That's because I, I didn't. They were trained since children to do it. Yeah, I was too. So, all right. Well, then what about the people who have medical issues that genuinely have these problems? ADHD or diabetes or, you know, cancer. Like these are things people... Like genuinely have, I don't think they're telling others for sympathy or attention, or maybe they are and they don't realize it too. Just like the other other kind of labels. So, what do you? What do those kinds of people that have real medical issues? What do they do to to not be negative? And and how do they how do they label themselves without it being such a negative thing for themselves?
1: Well, what's the theme of this chat? What have I repeated a few times now?
0: labels can either they can hurt or 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 be good like it doesn't like one or the other depends on how you own them exactly okay and so
1: if i say that is a microphone this is a woman that is a table like these are realities and i'm labeling them so that we can communicate yes it's not bad right sometimes this can help although labeling you a woman in this day and age could actually be like a bad thing right there's a whole movie about it called (laughs) what What is is a a woman woman or something like someone made a whole movie about this
0: yeah
1: about this label it's true and then there's a whole bunch of protesters who will protest this label and people who get personally offended now if i use this label
0: yeah
1: all right but i know i'm using it with a good conscience and a good heart and I'm confident most people will understand me and I don't need to make a whole bunch of nuanced explanations of what is a woman. I can probably conduct my life fine and just, yeah, yeah, here, there, man, woman, all good. Right. If I do come across someone who is upset by this, uh, hopefully I can communicate with them and sort out the label issue. But if they want to get offended by it, they can, right? And the same goes for medical diagnoses. Like, okay, fine, you have a cut finger. Let's not pretend you don't. This is a fine label to use. Okay. But if you're like, oh, I can't go to school today, mom, because of my cut finger. Like, <laughs> then you've just misused the label, right? Mm. Now you're using it poorly. Labels are the guns of language and you're freaking firing that to, to injure. You're firing mm-hmm. to hurt someone else's day. You're going to make other, someone else wait on you and take care of you when you know damn well you're fine and you could go to school. Okay. Right? Someone who has diabetes or even cancer, it's fine. You can say this is it. Like I have this label. But how long do you want to have this label? How long are you going to be like this? Uh and how much are you going to burden other people with it? Are you going to ask only when you really need help? Or are you going to like wave it around like a victim flag and just get get weighted on hand and foot every two seconds? Are you going to put other people out with it? Or are you going to just own your label and like make do? Nick Viacich born with no limbs is he running around labeling oh i have no limbs i have no limbs i can't do anything no he's on stage inspiring millions and and hiring people to help him and stuff but when he was a kid i bet you any money he threw this up as a victim card nonstop. of course and so he had to come to a change he had to stop using this label to burden others he had to learn like you know what it's fine to admit I have no limbs and I sometimes need help, but I need to start to learn to do stuff for myself. I can't play the victim card all the time. I can't be using a label this way. And if I'm going to make something myself and contribute to this world and be a shining example and, and live a great life, I cannot continue using labels like this. And so now he doesn't label himself the same way and he doesn't label others the same way. Make sense?
0: Yeah. All right. So thank you. So my other question then was, how can these people who who have those diagnosis, serious issues and and they feel like this is part of their identity, so how can they start to move past that so that they're not making this label their complete identity or letting it encompass their whole life?
1: Great question. For example, let's say I was sick. Right. I could say- oh, I have X, Y, Z, right? I have mm-hmm. the flu. I have COVID. I have whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I could say I'm recovering from COVID or I'm healing my COVID, mm-hmm. right? These are different words and different labels. One of them is me identifying with the label and making it my own. And this is who I am. I am blank. Right. But the other one is I am healing blank. Right. Right. Whatever comes after the I am is pretty important and pretty powerful. And so if someone wants to move beyond their current situation or circumstances, they're going to need to start using different labels. Okay. You could say, I suck at business, or you could say, I'm figuring out business. Both I am statements, Mm -hmm. both labeling yourself, But one's way more powerful, way more beneficial, way more valuable, and way more helpful to you.
0: Well, you know, I spent all those years calling myself, like saying I was a recovering addict. Uh, But 12 years of recovering is a bit ridiculous. So I'm sorry. A bit. Yeah, it's a bit, and I I know people that are currently clean and sober that have like five six years clean, and they continue to to do like I did and, and use this word. Um, so I guess really it it's not from what I understand what you're saying. I could be wrong, but from from what I understand, it's 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 the wording of what you're saying, but also it's the feeling behind because somebody could say I'm recovering from uh, cancer. And have a clean bill of health for six years and still be using this in a negative way as their identity, right? But but if they uh, take control of that and maybe decide on a timeline for how long they're in recovery or they're healing from something or whatever, this might help them to move past that.
1: Yeah. I mean, tons of people play word games, right? Right. I'm this, I'm that, but secretly they don't feel it. Right. I'm this, I'm that. But sincerely, truly, they don't believe it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm this, I'm that. But their actions don't match it. Mm -hmm. Some bullshit. Why even say it? These are hollow words. So you can use hollow words and hollow labels if you want. But those hollow labels are way different than someone who's like, that's it. I'm becoming healthy. It's done. I've committed. I changed my life. I signed up for the gym. This is my new label, Becoming Healthy. Right. And it's even more different than someone who's like, oh, I'm the healthiest, dude. I'm a shining example. I'm People could steady me. I'm Wim Hof up in this bitch. I am so healthy, it's ridiculous, right? And you can tell, you can feel the vibe behind the words. Yeah. Some are hollow words, some are passionate words, and some are just taken for granted. It's done automatic reality words. Right. They're all labels. But how are you using the labels, right? Again, labels can help or they can hurt, and it's all in how you use them. And you gotta you got to take a real hard look at how you're using labels. Are you a pro? Are you using them super well? Are you talented? Like, I told you, I compared them to guns. There's a big difference between some pro on the gun range who's who's been acing the targets for, for decades mm-hmm. and some newbie who's, like, barely holding the gun up and, like, firing everywhere. <laughs> yeah they're going to hurt somebody. Yeah. Okay. But everyone thinks they're using labels perfectly and fine. And they don't study it, they don't practice it, they don't take a look at their energy, they don't see if they're using hollow words. They don't see if they should be saying former addict or recovering addict or you know what? I'm clean now. Mm-hmm. I am a clean living person. They don't even they don't even look at their labels. So you get the results you deserve. You get great results if you practice using labels well. And you get shitty results if you use labels willy-nilly and don't put any effort into it.
0: Okay. So you just now said uh, the the word that makes me happy. (laughs) You said energy, the energy behind the words you're using. So I guess it makes a big difference with your feeling, your energy of when you're talking about yourself to someone else, when you're introducing yourself to a new person, like are you leading with – Hi, I'm Sin, and I have cancer. You know, like I've met people that are like that, um, or, or you know, the the energy behind the, the the label is what I'm sensing. Really, is like where you can tell within yourself because you can tell your own energy. You can tell it by someone else, their voice, their their enthusiasm or lack thereof, and and their body language as well. So um, I'm glad that you you mentioned that word because. Like for me, energy is everything. We love that. Um, and I, I think that maybe a lot of people don't really pay attention to the energy behind the words. Like when someone says, How are you? And you're like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's like saying, I'm not fine. Please help me and ask me more versus I'm great. I'm awesome and amazing. Like there's a huge energy shift behind, like you can feel the energy behind that. So,
1: yeah. And that, That weak, hollow, I'm fine thing, that's a victim card. That's a victim label.
0: Yeah,
1: I used to to do that all the time. Because because you're not aligning your energy and your intentions with your words. And so this becomes very weak. This is not powerful. This will not get you far. It might be a shortcut to getting some pity for a few minutes, Mm -hmm. but this will not get you further in life. This will keep you stuck. When you speak, you want your words and your feelings and your energy and your heart and your intentions to align. And when they all line up, you get a very powerful speaker who can influence the world and who is able to be vulnerable and express themselves and get their needs met. But when you play the victim card and your words are hollow and you say what you don't mean and you're hiding your real truth, that's when everything goes to shit.
0: Yeah, that's why. Like anyone who knows me knows that for the last four years, when they ask me how how are you, hi, how are you, I'm always my answer is always the same. I am awesome and amazing. Thank you so much for asking.
1: Well, if I asked you that this morning, would you have said that? Uh,
0: <laughs> no. Oh, well, good.
1: Then at least you're honest.
0: No, yeah. Um, but see, maybe it it depends on the person. So. You asking me this, I feel like I can be honest with you and and tell you this and like I didn't have a great night and I didn't didn't feel that great. But someone else, anyone else outside of us who's asking me this, I'm going to say I'm awesome and amazing. Thank you for asking because I don't want to wallow in in the issue that I had like just for conversation that I had a toothache last night and, and I wasn't able to sleep. I would never say this in a conversation. Hey, how are you sin? I have a horrible toothache. I'm like, I used to be like this and I would never, one of the things my, my brand is positivity and light and and happiness. So I wouldn't reply to this anymore like that. So would you call that toxic positivity? (laughs) Um, no, I, I, I don't call that toxic positivity because I just don't think putting for me personally, Putting out that into the, the universe over and over again, and talking about it, it just m- makes me have more. so if I had talked about my tooth all day long, then tonight, I probably would have more issues with it, and I would feel bad, so i don't I don't think so, okay, so then why would you use the label with me, but not with other people? because I know that i can I can tell you <laughs> it's because <laughs> because I
1: trust you. The real reason is because subconsciously, you know that you can use the honest label and tell me the truth. Your words and your heart and your feelings can all align and you can say, I had a toothache and you know that I will steer you away from that label.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah.
1: Because you know I'm good with labels and I'm not going to stand for that and I'm going to be like, no, but we will help you. We will get you some... Uh, Advil, we'll get you some clothes, we'll get you some salt water rinse, we'll get you to the dentist, we'll do whatever we have to do. Yeah. This this is being solved. And you'll, you'll be yeah. like, okay, so it's good that I tell him. And you're not telling me to get weighted on a hand and foot and get yeah. st- stay in bed and, oh, I don't have to work today or whatever. Right. You're not playing the victim card. No. And so you would wisely use this label around a fellow good label user. You won't bring up the label with some, most other people, because you know, they'll help you dwell on it. They'll bring you more down into that label. They'll Mm -hmm. keep you habitually focused on that label and they will commiserate with you in your misery. And you know this. And so subconsciously you're like, I want to use my full heart, mind and feelings. And I want to speak out my words and make them match. But I can't say that to these people because they will just make the labels worse. Exactly. And so this is the point. You have to get good at using labels. And not only that, you need a good label partner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I was going to, when I interrupted you, what I was going to say. And and the reason uh, I wouldn't say it to someone else is because then they would say, oh, I know I've had a toothache and, oh, that's horrible. And like, I hope you feel bad. Like it's, it's a totally different vibe than when I talk to you about any, any label or any, anything really. So. Okay, that was that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we talked about people's self labels and and the labels we give ourselves to others, but what about um, the people who give labels to other people? So I I've heard you know I've been called fat. I've been called, like I said before, untalented, junky, uh, stupid, um, a snowflake, yeah, like. I've been called a lot of negative names, and, and that's just some of them. And I see a lot of hate online for other people. We have a video on our TikTok, a Justin Trudeau video with about gun control. It's about has about 14,000 views on it. And the the comments, like, there's no doubt that everyone in there hates Justin Trudeau. And they say some really mean things about him. So my question is, how... Does that affect the person labeling? It's a
1: good question. Well, let's stick with our gun analogy because okay. labels really are the big guns of language. Right. And so when you fire a gun, would you say that affects the firer as well as the target?
0: In a different way.
1: Regardless, does it affect the target? Yeah. Yes. Does it affect the firer? Yes. What happens if you have a really big gun
0: and you're a really small person? It's definitely going to affect you. You're going to uh, get kickback. You're you're going to have gunpowder. Could you, you know? dislocate your shoulder? You could just dislocate your shoulder. You can have issues with your hearing, so on and so forth. Yeah.
1: Right. What if you have to kill a child? <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God.
1: What people label children?
0: No, I know. I know, but you see my reaction though? Like, this would be horrific for me, Yeah, it's just
1: a what if. I'm not...
0: No, no, I know, I know. I'm a a peaceful,
1: peace-loving dude, but I'm saying.
0: I know, it would be horrible. It it would definitely affect me. Exactly. Uh,
1: What if you had to kill a bunch of people in Afghanistan?
0: It would would definitely affect me, yeah.
1: Yeah. People get PTSD from this. Yes. So, my point is the firer and the firee are going to be feeling effects from the firing. Okay. No matter what, whether it's some, you know, phys- minor physical effects or ear ringing or whether it's, you know, mental trauma or emotional trauma, PTSD, it scars some people for life. But what if, what if it's the case where someone uses a gun only at the firing range and only as a meditation to recenter themselves after a day of work in the fields or on the construction site or whatever. And they take a lot of personal pride in it Mm -hmm. and they would never use it to harm anyone else. And so they're simply using that gun as a productive tool and they're going to go to their grave without harming a single soul with it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Does that person get affected negatively by wielding that gun?
0: No. No, not at all. So you can
1: see that with labels, it's gonna be the same thing. The labels you use are the big guns of language and they are going to affect whoever you're targeting with them and they're going to affect you. Some people use them extremely wisely and maturely and healthily in the correct times, in the correct context, with the correct intentions and the correct targeting and they will not have any negative effects from using these labels. But some people, will use them poorly and unsafely and immaturely and they may end up hurt or injured or scarred for life. Mm -hmm. They may end up in violent situations where labels are thrown back at them that they don't like.
0: Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really helpful. Okay. So this wasn't on my list of questions, but based on our conversation just now, those people who are throwing labels out on the internet or at people when they're angry and hateful. And like, there's that saying, hurt people, hurt people. Uh, do you think that that's part of, of why they're throwing labels like that at other people, like to hurt them in, in a negative way, like projection, like to reject like whatever is within them onto someone else?
1: Well, what you've outlined is very common. Mm-hmm. If someone calls you a name you you call them a name back they call you a worse name <laughs> you start to get in their space they get defensive and physical mm-hmm. like this kind of escalation is common right and we could analyze you know who started it and why did did a hurt person hurt someone right hurt people hurt people or whatever right. but it doesn't really matter because the person who's projecting their hurt and labeling others because of that isn't going to magically change because we've analyzed and found out, you know, why people are throwing labels around? Right. I mean, it might matter for us for our curiosity, but it won't make a difference to, to the world so much. It's not going to create change in these people.
0: No, but I was thinking more for the people who are getting the labels thrown at them.
1: Uh um, yeah. So that's a really good attitude to have is if someone's throwing a label at you, uh, know that it may have nothing to do with you. It most likely has nothing to do with you. Right. It almost certainly has everything to do with them. Right. And it's coming from some, some deep place, right? Mm-hmm. They feel judged. So they want to judge others. Mm-hmm. But I would also say that sometimes when someone else hurts you or attacks you, it can have nothing to do with them. It could be all you. People don't like this, but sometimes you're responsible for why you're getting attacked. For example, in nature, many animals will snap back at another creature in their space or their environment when they're, when they're cornered, when they're pinned against a wall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This doesn't mean that those animals are scarred and projecting. No. When they attack, right? this just means you've cornered somebody. You've pushed them too far. And so now they're going to lash out. Right. And as soon as the threat's gone, they'll go back to the normal and they'll be chill. But that moment of lashing out is because you've given them no other choice. And so sometimes society pushes people too far. They put them in a corner. I remember when woke Twitter was hating on August Ames, the Canadian porn star. And she she just wanted to exert her right to her body. She wanted to be like on the planet Earth out of 8 billion people, Mm I'm a porn star and I should be allowed to not screw who I don't want to screw. I shouldn't have to let someone penetrate me or violate me that I don't want to sure. do that. Right. Seems like a very normal, fair thing. But she phrased <laughs> yeah. it pretty poorly. Okay. And she was like, I don't want to have sex with gay dudes because there's a higher chance of disease or something. But this is like an okay. actual fact, I think. Uh, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure if you study the stats, this is an actual fact. There's a higher, right? It's like if I said there's a higher chance of you getting... Killed in Washington, D.C., than there is in Northern Canada. <laughs> I would agree with this. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. And I got so, you. So, so, so I have the autonomy. I can go anywhere in the world on this giant planet. I kind of don't want to go to Washington, D.C. Like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like a, a normal thing. But if you phrase it like, oh, those Washington people, I, I don't really want to be around <laughs> that. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. It's not phrased super well. But the principle kind of stands, which is, you do have bodily autonomy, and you shouldn't have to go anywhere you want to go, and you shouldn't have to screw anyone you don't want to screw. Fair enough. And so she she did this. And some people defended her as like, yeah, you have your it's your body, but or a good chunk of Twitter went to town on her. Like, you're terrible, you're racist, you're a bigot, you're sexist, you're anti-gay, whatever, all this stuff. I got you. And so she got bullied so hard, she killed herself. And I think it was the first example of like woke Twitter killing somebody or cancel culture killing oh, somebody. Wow. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on all this stuff, but you get the point. I do. I get your point. And, and so my point is sometimes when people take drastic actions, when they kill themselves or they kill someone else, or they lash out or they start throwing names back at you or labels back at you, sometimes it's worth taking a look at yourself and being like, did I play any part at all in pushing this person to this act- activity? Okay. And people want to like wave her off. Oh no, she's responsible for everything she does. What do you want her to be? Freaking Zen Dalai Lama while everyone's hating on her in the world. If we turn it around on you, if we turn all that hate around on you, are you going to act all rational and calm? Hmm. Or are you going to snap back? Are you going to take your own life? Are you going to take the drastic action? So yeah. this is sort of a side issue, but it's not always just labels coming from hurt people. Sometimes it's them lashing out or snapping back or clapping back or defending themselves defending themselves against an, a completely unreasonable energy up in their space, right? A completely unreasonable attack from thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people hating yeah. on them. And when that happens, I don't know if you can say like, whoa, I don't know why they're throwing labels around. Maybe they're hurt. Maybe August is just a hurt person. like, Or... Maybe like a million kids got together and, and treated her poorly, and this is a normal human response, a normal animalistic response. If you do that to a lion protecting her cub, that lion's gonna snap at you. You do it to a grizzly bear, it's gonna snap at you. And if you do it to a person, they're gonna snap too. So it'd be nice if most of society stopped trying to push people so much, push buttons so much, mm-hmm. hate so much that they felt like they had to attack. But this is a pretty small percentage, and most <laughs> labels are being thrown around by trolls and angry people and hateful people who are hurt and they're hurting themselves and they're just projecting. So, you know, it's a, it's a fairly reasonable conclusion.
0: Okay. Thank you. So
1: are labels just code for judgment? That's an interesting question, but I will direct your attention back to the whole point I've been making this whole chat. Okay. Labels can either help or hurt. And so, do guns automatically equal violence? No. Yeah. Can guns be used at a practice range? Yeah. So, in the same way, labels can be used without judgment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it's a different way to say what we were talking about before.
1: Yeah. Most labels these days are thrown around in judgment. Yeah. So, because most people are not licensed to label. Like most people have not been taught how to use labels correctly. Most people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off, just throwing labels left and right. Right. And so most of those labels contain judgment. Yeah. But just like a clean shot at the range, you know, shouldn't contain any, any waiver or any uh, hesitation. Mm-hmm. A clean label out in society shouldn't contain any judgment. Okay. When I call something a table, there's no judgment in me. There's no energy of judgment. I'm simply doing my best to communicate a fact to a, a fellow person, and hopefully they'll get it and we're on the same page and we can go about our discussion. But if I call that table a piece of shit, there's definitely judgment in that.
0: Yeah. Maybe sure. that
1: table was good for that person and not good for me, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Sure. But I shouldn't be judging it and labeling it like that. And you can feel it in the energy. Yeah. Now, if I if I joke around with my friend and I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I know this thing's been good to you, but to me, to me, that table's a piece of shit, man. Have you seen my workshop? <laughs> I mean, maybe there's less judgment in that.
0: Yeah, like when you said it the first time, I don't know if you saw my face, but I was like, it, because I felt that that energy behind it, and I know it was purposeful for the for the podcast. But you're right if you're it's again goes back to the energy behind what you're saying one felt judgmental and the other one did not
1: yeah I've talked to you I've said so many words to you it would make someone's head spin and like 99% of them have been positive labels with positive energy behind them
0: yeah it's true
1: right but how much positive energy labels did you get as a kid from your parents or from your peers or from your teachers or from your friends they all have this 99% level of positive labels. Oh. And when I slip and use a label with judgment in it, do you reward me for all my 99% positive labels that puts everybody else to shame? Or do you just get mad at the one time I slipped up and had judgment in my labels? I uh,
0: Yeah, I get mad at the one Sure. At the one time when you might call me a name or something when you're mad or whatever,
1: and that makes sense because why would anybody respond well, even with my track record, my like near perfect track record? I still deserve to get shit on for using a label with judgment, and this is what I meant by pushing other people. If you throw around labels like that, it's going to come back on you, even if you're thick, not Han or Jesus or whatever, right? Yeah. If they throw around a label. That's gonna come back. That's karma. You gotta watch out. And so it serves me right. And I I always apologize if I misuse a label. And I do my sure. best not to do it again. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said with the pushing example, you can you can turn some very zen person into a judgy labeler if you push them enough. They're gonna snap back or clap back or say something. Mm-hmm. No one's put on earth to get, be like a walking doormat or punching bag where they just can't get shit on and shit on and shit on and pushed, and pushed and pushed and pushed. And they're not allowed to say a label back. They're not allowed to call you a name or be mad at you. No one should be that much of a doormat. And so there's give and take, right? Right. We have responsibility for the labels we use, but we also have responsibility for pushing others into, into firing at us. When we get haters in the comments, we can be like, oh, they're just random trolls, hurt people, hurt people. Or we can be like, "Mm, we may have antagonized that a little bit and we deserve those shots fired.
0: Right. And I am aware when I do that. Um, And I'm aware when it's for me, when it feels like it's okay and when it's not. And so when someone does come back at me and and says something mean, sometimes it's unprovoked and, and then- it feels a little like ugh, whatever, you know, and they get blocked and I move on. Uh, and sometimes I'm like, All right, thanks for your input. Appreciate you. And I roll on and I don't block because I, I deserved it. I, I deserved it for poking the bear, so to speak. So, okay. Thank you. So is it, is it possible to m- use labels without them defining who we are?
1: That's a great question. Thanks. Really good question, and if you think about it, what is an individual? Is an individual some being with defined boundaries and defined personalities and definition? Like mm. a drop of water in the ocean. If it, if I separate it from the ocean, it has definition, right? right. It's a defined drop. Yes. But if I put it in, back into the ocean, it is not a defined drop with definition now. Right. It has no boundaries. It has no definition. Yes. And so when a a person is born or a soul comes to earth or we depart from source or whatever you believe in, Mm -hmm. as soon as we separate from our mom or whoever birthed us, I don't want to upset any (laughs) non-binary
0: people. Yes. I got you. Just a figure
1: of speech. Uh When we separate from our mom, we become our own being and we have our own definition. Right. And even that gets murky because abortion people will argue that it is a a separate being already in the womb. And and they argue over time, (laughs) uh, how many weeks and whatever. Uh, My point is, if we could put that aside, an individual is, is a defined being. Okay. No? Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Makes sense. And that individual, is it they're defined at three years old and that's it? They're defined forever? No. So then that being is constantly redefining over time.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Right. So this is the power of I am. You can define yourself as a Christian in your teenage years, and you can define yourself as an atheist in your 30s. Right. Then you can redefine yourself as a born-again Christian in your 50s. True. You can define yourself as a clean living soul in your toddler years. Mm -hmm. Then you can redefine yourself as a druggie, in your teen years. Right? right. Or maybe you just define yourself as experimenting. Right. And then you start calling yourself an addict in your 20s. And then in your 30s, you label yourself a recovering addict. And it lasts for a long time. And then you're like, you know what? Why am I still calling myself a recovering addict? Screw this. I'm clean. I'm clean and sober. 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. And you are constantly redefining yourself. Yeah. But you could have done that at any time. You didn't have to do it at 10 years. You could have yeah. redefined yourself as clean and sober in your 20s. You yeah. know what? I'm done with this. I'm redefining myself. This is my new label. Anyone tries to tempt me into drugs, I'm not doing it. You could have you could have changed it. Yes. You have the freedom. Every individual has the freedom to redefine themselves and relabel themselves at any time. And yeah. technically, when we label other people, they don't have to own or buy into those labels. Technically, August Ames didn't have to buy into what they were saying about her and end her life. She could have relabeled herself as, as I'm a strong, proud woman, and I'm going to show the world a new way. And even if I misspoke, I'm going to stand up for body autonomy, and I'm going to make it my crusade. These people aren't going to push me. I'm going to fire back in my own way, in a more powerful way. Everyone has this ability. Everyone has this choice. We can sidestep the labels, the gunshots that are fired at us. We can. We can avoid them and like let them whiz over our heads.
0: Like Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I love
1: you. Yes, like Neo in the Matrix. But that is a very tall order and very few people are going to pull it off. And most people shouldn't even be put in that position anyways. Like, why are you putting August Ames, the porn star, in this position anyways, where she has to become some Zen monk and and choose a better path in, in face of all the labels and the hate. It's ridiculous. Right. And if she doesn't take it, I can't blame her. Like, oh, well, you should have stood up and been a Zen monk and don't own those labels and don't let those haters like affect you. It's like tall order, man. Wait till you're in that position. You think anyone can just pull this off? I mean, technically anyone can, but what are the chances? And you're not really helping them, are you? No. So not only are we constantly redefining who we are with our labels, I am, we are also technically responsible for not letting anyone else define us with their labels. And okay. that's, that's like dodging bullets. That takes some finesse too. Again, another skill most people aren't taught.
0: So does this mean that we have to go forward through life with, without any labels? With, with using, like you use as few as possible. I've never met anyone who uses uh, as little labels as you do. So for me, I've cut out a lot of the labels that I had when we met. And even when I started using the queer label, you, I remember because we had Rice Kink at the time and I was doing a post about it and you, you messaged me and you were like, be careful of the labels that you use. Make sure it's a label that you feel good about and feel positive about and that you're okay with people throwing back at you. So, because this is great advice. So is this, would you say this to other people who going forward are like, hmm, maybe I should, you know, redefine my labels or, or how I look at them or how I label myself to others? Well, the reason I use so little labels
1: is because, Labels put me and others in a box mm-hmm. or a cage. And it's helpful sometimes to put something in a box. It's a bit tricky to eat takeout unless you put it in a box. <laughs> yeah, Your junk drawer can get kind of crazy in the kitchen unless you start putting things in boxes and right. dividers and so on. Right. So labels can be helpful for yeah. putting things in boxes. And once they're in those boxes, we can control them and understand them and handle them and deal with them. But when you put a person in a box, it's generally not beneficial Okay. as much as possible. Like maybe you want to target entrepreneurs, you want to market to entrepreneurs. So then all these people are entrepreneurs and I'm going to target them, whatever. Fine. So it's a helpful label. Right. I'm going to target bowling enthusiasts. Are you a bowler, sir? Madam, are you a bowler? Okay that's your label fine good I
0: got you. it's
1: helpful at a party when I introduce yourself this mm-hmm. is my label this is my title mm-hmm. but these are sort of rare cases like how often do I really need to put someone in a box when you think about it how how often should I be putting people in my life in boxes should I put you in the Latina queer Latina box or should I just say that's my partner's sin and she does what she does and I'm not going to limit her or put her in any box at all and Uh, I'm just happy to meet her as a person and as a soul and she might be labeling herself A one day and be labeling herself B the next and I'm I can roll with that I don't I'm not going to have a a big fit when she changes it's all good like this gives someone freedom this uplifts them and if I do put a label on this person it's going to be one that they've indicated to me that they love and are seeking and want to be labeled as yeah If you want to call yourself a Latina bimbo, you're like, I love the bimbo aesthetic and look and hyper femininity. And I think that's a wonderful cause and I'm not ashamed of it. And I want to be called that. I want to be seen as that. Then I'll call you a Latina bimbo. No problem. If you say I'm done with that label, I don't like it anymore. Fine. I'll switch it. But by me avoiding labels as much as possible and keeping them to a minimum, it's kind of like firing a gun and keeping it to a minimum. I use the bullets when it's necessary. Right. I use it when it's going to serve the world. I use it when it's going to be productive and helpful. I don't use it to harm others and I don't use it randomly, willy nilly, just because I feel like it or like it helps me vent or whatever.
0: Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Like I feel like we could keep talking about this for like a really long time. Like most of the topics when we sit down to talk, uh, here on the podcast, uh, I always end up ending this show before I get to at least one or two of my questions. So I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you talking about labels and explaining them. And the reason why this came up, uh, as a topic for us is because, Uh, I'm reevaluating my own labels and I'm seeing so many people uh, throwing them at others in such a hateful way that I wanted to discuss it and and break it down. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And, and I have just one more, one more little question. Do you have anything that you want to share with our audience? Contribute your final thoughts.
1: You deserve a fantastic life. And no one has told you this, but the way you use labels directly connects to the quality of your life. It affects your relationships, your connections, your networking, your job opportunities, your finances, your clients. It affects your talent, your skill, your ability, your proclivities, your inclinations, your habits. It affects everything. I am blank is super powerful, especially when you have energy behind it and your your intentions are aligned with it. And so, like I said, I want you to have a great life. And that means using labels well. And I know no one has probably taught you how, but you can learn anytime if you just start putting a little attention on it, because it's a natural skill. You can just feel it out. Does this label feel good to me or not? Did I like calling that person that name or did I not? And as you pay more attention, you'll get the hang of it. And you'll start to use labels in a way that serves you. And the quality of your life will improve. I care about you. I appreciate you. I can't wait to see what you do with it.
0: And that's why this podcast is called Eyes Wide Open, People. Keep rising.